spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Hi there, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and across the Six Nations as Europe's elite go head-to-head in rugby's oldest international competition. Each week, we'll be looking at the QBE predictor, which forecasts the results of each round of matches. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe now and download wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rochelle Travers and this is The Leader. Another blow for the map. The police inspectorate has revealed that Scotland Yard is failing in its efforts to get rid of rogue officers and reform its vetting procedures, saying it's still making dreadful recruitment moves. The watchdog has warned that the Met will miss some key targets in an update to its landmark report in November, which previously found the force guilty of institutional racism, misogyny and homophobia. Matt Parr, His Majesty's Inspector of Constabulary and Fire and Rescue, described some cases they had uncovered as You cannot be serious. You are really letting that person in? Martin Bentham is the Evening Standard's Home Affairs Editor. Martin, can the Met Police ever get it right? I think they do get it right on many occasions. They arrest lots of offenders um, and get them convicted and do many other things right. What, what's in the public eye and has been in the, today and what has been in the public eye more recently is obviously where things go wrong. And in particular, in this case, where the wrong people get into the force and, and are not prevented from getting into the force when they should be, uh, which is, which is the case in some instances and, and other occasions where people who maybe should have been allowed into the force then do things wrong within the force and still remain within it despite what has then happened and that's the focus of today's update by the uh, police inspectorate an initial report in november which was very very scathing indeed about this follows police forces nationwide in essence concluding that it was far too easy for the wrong people to get into the police and to stay in the police and that this was the result of, of failures of vetting not identifying problematic behaviour, overlooking things like criminal convictions and so on of people coming into the force and then not acting again on, on things that have happened when pe- when officers were within forces to deal with misconduct and to, to remove those who should have been removed. This isn't particularly surprising given what we know about the, the Wayne Cousins case, the kidnap, rape and murder of Sarah Everard, but in particular the, the case of David Carrick where Sir Mark Rowley has said himself that uh, he should never have been allowed to join the Met. He was allowed into the Met when there were already concerns and allegations against him about his uh, domestic abusive behaviour. There were ongoing several complaints and, and allegations subsequent to that. And that was a particularly graphic case of action not being taken against somebody who clearly action should have been taken against and he should have been removed from the police much sooner and perhaps been unable to carry out some of the hideous crimes of uh, rape that he did carry out. 
But uh, those are unfortunately not only the only incidents that um, have occurred within the Met. So there are well-documented problems even before what the policing spectrate had had identified uh, in its report last year. And today's report looks at how forces have been progressing in implementing a large number of recommendations that they were all given to deal with and to improve their vetting processes, their misconduct processes, and, and in essence, to, to ensure that the right people get into the force and remain in it. And today's report from the police inspector says that although the Met has achieved many of those recommendations and is on target to achieve others by the, the deadline that it has been set to do so, there are some where the grading given to them in a sort of bar chart is is red, i.e. they're not expected to hit the target and to implement the recommendations as they should do. So that's a warning to the Met. And at the same time, the inspectorate has looked at 10 forces, including the Met, and found that in several of them, it doesn't name specifically which ones, but there are continuing what it, what the uh, the inspector who I spoke to today described as dreadful, dreadful errors, dreadful decisions being made about allowing people in, vetting decisions that were uh, had your head shaking and, and hard to explain and hard to understand how somebody could have been allowed in. Has the Met responded to the progress report? Not as yet, although no doubt they will be, and maybe even as I'm speaking, there'll be. <laughs> the Home Secretary hasn't said there's, there should be uh, no excuse for not implementing uh, the recommendations that should be uh, that have been made. So she says here, the government is driving forward work to improve culture, standards, and behaviour, and so on. And you know, it, it says that good progress is being made. And she says, but there can be no excuses, and I expect all forces to redouble their efforts to implement all of the inspectors' recommendations by the deadline set. Is there an end date for when the Met has to sort these issues out by? It's the recommendations, they had different. Each of the recommendations, there were about 43 altogether, not all of them to the police, one or two to other bodies. But uh, there were certainly, I think, nine in respect of vetting, another 18 each for each force in respect of misconduct proceedings and, and a number of others as well. And so um, each of those had a deadline of either the end of March or the end of October. So in essence... It's the end of October this year, which is in essence a year from when the initial report was uh, was produced, that all the recommendations should have been implemented. Let's go to the ads. Stay there to hear more from Martin Bentham about whether or not the Met can ever fix its issues. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? 
Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Welcome back. Still with me is the Evening Standard's Home Affairs Editor, Martin Bentham. Martin, rogue Met police officers seem to constantly be in court at the moment and in the news. Is this a good thing because they're actually being found out? And should we expect to see more cases for the foreseeable? We should certainly expect to see more. And, and in essence, well, it's a bad thing and a good thing, isn't it? It's a bad thing that they ever happened and that these cases have to come to court and, and so on. But as Matt Parr, the inspector, uh, who carried out today's report and said to me earlier on, he said we should that should be seen as a sign of progress in essence because it's a necessary cleanup. It won't do the and the Met any good to have these negative stories uh, out and about repeatedly with you know, new new examples of officers doing the wrong thing. But if you're trying to clean up a workforce, then clearly, unfortunately, that uncovers some bad things. And the more that is uncovered. In essence, it's good because it's uncovering what's gone on before and people doing things in the past that were wrong. Clearly, I suppose it becomes a problem if it continues to be the case that more and more people are being found who are continuing to do bad things within the force. That that becomes more of a headache. I think at the moment, it's bad for the image of the Met to have these cases. But in reality, you only can clean up something if you actually tackle the problem. The easiest way to pretend there is no problem is to is to not deal with it. And that actually leaves the problem festering underneath behind the scenes, doesn't it? So uh, which clearly is, in essence, what Sir Mark Rowley would say has happened before he, he arrived. That there's not been a rigorous enough approach to some of these cases and that some people who should not be with the force have been allowed to remain with the force. And that uh, now he's trying to tackle that. And of course, in some cases, that just involves a misconduct hearing and a dismissal that way. Other cases, it will involve an actual criminal prosecution for some uh, misconduct of, what, of one sort or another. How would you describe public opinion of the Met currently? It's very hard to say. I mean, certainly uh, the surveys, that public opinion surveys that the, the City Hall does, the Mayor does, have shown a dip in public confidence uh, in the Met. Clearly, there's still a lot of people who have confidence in the Met, and it's it's like depends on your personal experience of them, doesn't it? Uh, to some extent as well. So, it's absolutely clear that the public confidence has taken a, a battering, and therefore has been weakened and, and diminished. But at the same time, there is still some public confidence in the Met, and and you know a significant number of people I think would still have confidence in the, their ability to deal with uh, some of the things that they're confronted with. And I think, frankly, I always find it hard to speak <laughs> speak on behalf of everybody else because trying to work out what public opinion is is a notoriously uh, a notoriously difficult thing, isn't it? But but the evidence does suggest that that, that uh, public opinion, uh, public confidence has been shaken in the Met by what's been happening, and it will be a, a slow process, I suspect, before it's rebuilt. And do you think the Met can fix its issues by the October deadline? It won't fix all the issues by October. I mean, it can implement recommendations, but then you've got to. There, there are two things, aren't there? There, are, first of all, you've got to implement the recommendations, but the secondly, you've then got to actually make sure that those recommendations, which ultimately are only policies or, or ways of ways of going about things, are actually delivered on the ground by the individuals. And that's a whole uh, different challenge, again, isn't it? That if you're talking about vetting decisions, you can have 
very clear guidelines about who should be and shouldn't be let in. But then each decision comes down to an individual or one or two people. So you need to make sure that they're applying those properly and doing their their job on an individual level. And that's frankly a little bit harder for the Met to do because it's a big organization. And and unfortunately, you will always find that occasionally there are likely people doing doing things that they're not meant to be doing, even if you've got the right policies. So it can make progress by October. It can, but, but I don't think Smart Rowley or anybody would really think that it's going to be a perfect organisation by October, uh, or indeed sometime going forward. It'll take a, quite a while, I think, for it to really get itself on a on a better footing. You can find out more about this story on our website, standard.co.uk. And that's it from the leader. This podcast is back tomorrow at four pm. <laughs>